Hi, welcome to Forever Paranormal with Dr. Bill and Deb. The term paranormal refers to phenomena and experiences that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding and cannot be easily explained through traditional scientific principles. These phenomena often challenge conventional beliefs and are associated with the supernatural, metaphysical, or unexplained aspects of reality. As with any field of inquiry, it is essential to approach the paranormal with an open but critical mind, relying on empirical evidence and logical reasoning to draw conclusions. It's a topic that continues to intrigue and challenge both believers and skeptics alike, and if we can connect a paranormal element to it, we'll talk about it. You'll be surprised by what all can be connected to the paranormal. Please don't forget to follow, rate, and share the show, since it would not be possible without you, our listeners. And as a public service, we would like to let everyone know that you are truly never alone, even if you think you are. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. Please just reach out. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to this week's show, where we're going to continue our tales about urban legends from each state. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode as we crunch out the remaining 25. And we'll have one more official spooky season episode after this. But, you know, in the world of the paranormal, it's always spooky season. Well, hello there, Deb. Hi. So what's going on this week? Um, not much, but I did find three more fun facts about Halloween. Would you like to hear them? Oh, I guess so, since you took the time to hunt them up. <laughs> How much candy do you think Americans eat during the week of Halloween? During the week of Halloween? Mm-hmm. Is this in pounds or financial? Pounds. Pounds. I'd say a million. It's over 600 million pounds of candy, which... Is the equivalent of approximately six Titanics. Wow. Yeah. No wonder we're That's so fat as a I country. Thought. Anyhow. <laughs> okay. Also, number two, the highest grossing R-rated movies are all horror films as of 2017. Well, that just makes perfect sense because they're the best films out there. I guess. Do you know what they are? Uh, no, I don't, that I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, maybe we'll talk about that next week or something. <laughs> okay. And finally, trick-or-treating evolved from souling, which is during a Celtic festival, Semaine, poor kids used to go door-to-door begging for food or money in exchange for prayer for the souls of recently lost loved ones. Hmm, very interesting. But, you know, I I appreciate you doing that, and I like that. But there's one thing I do want to touch on, though, before we get into the episode. Mm -hmm. And that is my habituation situation with the crows and the ravens. Because we've got crows coming, we've got ravens coming. We've had a turkey vulture coming for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And Why do you think he's coming for me? Because you're the one that likes the turkey vultures, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, boy. But yesterday, we had 
right in the middle of the crows, come lands a beautiful, full-grown red-tailed hawk. Mm-hmm. And it was actually looking at eating a peanut. And it didn't like the peanut. And, but the crows didn't seem to bother it, and it didn't bother the crows. But the squirrels definitely were not around. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. That was really cool. Yep. Okay, enough about that. Let's go ahead and slice back into these tales by starting with the Razorback State of Arkansas, which is rich in stories of the Falk Monster and the legend of Boggy Creek. But this one is not about them. This story is the tale of the Vanishing Hitchhiker and takes place just south of Little Rock on Old Highway 365. A young woman in a white dress has been spotted on rainy nights on the side of the road. Drivers have stopped and picked her up. She says she's been in an accident and asked for a ride to her house in the nearby town of Woodson. When they get to the house, she just disappears. The story goes that one man actually went up to the house and a person that answered the door said their daughter had died in a car accident. Yikes. There are a few variations of this story, but you get the gist of the story and yes, yeah, it's creepy. In the old colony state of Massachusetts comes the legend of the Puckwudgies. Puckwudgies are creatures from Wampanoag oral tradition. They are said to be tiny, human-like creatures that inhabit the swampy regions of eastern Massachusetts, especially Barnstable. They are described as tricksters with smooth gray skin and the ability to appear and vanish at will and will lure you into the swamp and your demise. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I remember seeing a show where some guy said he was trying to be lured by a puck wedging him and while he was out walking his dog one night. That was That's a pretty cool tale. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, a movie to be made. Mm-hmm. Yep. We know the volunteer state of Tennessee has the legend of the Bell Witch because we cover that one in episode 32. And then Old Green Eyes of Chickamauga Battlefield we discussed in episode 6. But it also has the legend of Skinned Tom. And this should be a lesson for everyone. Young Tom found himself wooing the wrong woman in the mid-1920s and paid the ultimate price. He took a young lady out on a date to Lover's Lane in the Tennessee countryside. While unbeknownst to him, she was actually married. Her husband tracked them down and murdered the woman before dragging Tom from the vehicle and then skinning him alive. Tom is said to still hang around Lover's Lane, dripping with blood and carrying a knife to punish all those who play games with adultery. Yeah, don't cheat on your spouse. North Dakota is known as the Rough Rider State for a reason. This urban legend is actually not a legend at all, but a true, terrifying tale. In January of 1981, Jean Hilliard got caught outside after her car spun out. She got out and fell face first in snow during a negative 22 degree temps and was not found until the next morning. She was taken to the hospital and her skin was frozen too hard to pierce with a hypodermic needle and her body temperature was so cold it did not register on a thermometer. 
Miraculously, about three hours after being brought in, her body had managed to thaw out enough to regain consciousness. She was then able to be treated and survived. That's pretty amazing. I wonder if she had frostbite and freeze damage to her skin and stuff, or that was all normal too. Wow, that that's pretty terrifying tale. It yeah, really is. I, I can't imagine skin being that hard. I, no. I don't understand how that worked, and she's still alive. Me either. Okay. So now let's travel to Oklahoma. That's not only the Panhandle State, but it's also the home to Shaman's Portal. Legend has it, people have allegedly disappeared in the thin air upon setting foot in these dunes in Beaver Sands, also known as Oklahoma's Bermuda Triangle. It's believed that a UFO crashed there, opening a door to another world. We all know that the Great Lakes state of Michigan has the Dogman, but also has the legend of the Hell's Bridge. This is the legend of Elias Frisk, a deranged old preacher who, according to this blood-curdling lore, pied pipered a group of tethered children into the woods near what is now Algoma Township. There he slaughtered them one by one casting them into the Cedar Creek below before being caught by their parents and hanged, but not before saying he was possessed by demons. In its current form, Hell's Bridge is a creaky, narrow metal footbridge in the middle of the woods, where those brave enough to cross at night claim to hear the voices and screams of children and are sometimes greeted by a black figure with glowing eyes as they cross it. New Jersey is the Garden State, and it has many weird things, but this one is a fairly new legend, that of the Watcher. In the summer of 2015, a young family moved into a million-dollar house in Westfield, New Jersey. Soon, after they started getting letters signed by someone only IDing themselves as the Watcher, claiming it was his duty to watch over the house, while also spouting crazy lines like, Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? And who has the bedrooms facing the street? Well, for the record, somebody is still sending letters to the inhabitants of this house. And I think there was a TV show made about this even, wasn't there, Deb? Yes, there's a Netflix series called The Watcher, and it, I don't, it's, the gist of it is the same, it seems like. And apparently it's still going on. So, wow, this is kind of creepy. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. cool, creepy, creepy cool. Yes. The Golden State of California is full of squatchy tales, but Turnbull Canyon covers it all. Located near L.A. between Whittier and City of Industry, Turnbull is a 49,000-acre smorgasbord of nightmare fuel set amid the scenic hills. The natives called it the place of the devil, where the ghosts of those slain for not converting to Christianity dwell alongside witches. Satanists reportedly use the place to sacrifice children, whose spirits now walk the canyon and dangle from trees. They're joined by the ghosts of 21 kids who perished in a plane crash back in 1952. There are cults, alien encounters, Gravity Hills, it goes on and on. Basically, if it's something that gets under your skin, 
there's a story about it happening in this seemingly cursed canyon. Well, in the green state of Vermont is the Brattleboro Retreat Tower. Built as part of an insane asylum in the late 1800s, the Brattleboro Retreat Tower was soon closed off after a number of patients supposedly committed suicide by flinging themselves from the top. The tower remains standing today, and people say that if you dare visit it, you'll see the ghosts plunging to their deaths over and over, like an old tape replaying itself. Now that's one residual haunting, but what in the world did an insane asylum need a retreat tower for? I don't get that one. Okay, anyhow. In the Palmetto State of South Carolina, you not only have America's first female serial killer, Lavinia Fisher, you also have what are called the Boo Hags, which are skinless beings that creep into people's homes in the low country, climb on their chests for a ride, and gain vitality by sucking out your breath. They also have a nasty habit of tearing off a victim's skin and wearing it to keep themselves warm though they'll usually just leave you short of breath and tired. Could be some type of succubus or incubus, maybe. Yeah, it really sounds Mm. like one of those creatures, that's for sure. Mm. Montana is not only the big sky state, but it also has another big hitchhiker legend. The Hitchhiker of Black Horse Lake. If you drive on Highway 87, just above Great Falls, on the way to Benton, beware. Drivers have reported a Native American man suddenly rolling onto their windshield as if he had just been hit by a car. When the drivers pull over and get out of the car, no one is there, and their cars are free from any damage. Legend has it that it is the ghost of a hitchhiker who was hit by a car many, many years ago. In the peach state of Georgia lies a man-made body of water called Lake Lanier. The massive lake north of Atlanta is unnerving on multiple fronts, with a reputation for tragic and sometimes mysterious deaths. From a disproportionately high frequency of boating accidents and drownings to unexplained homicides, a construction crew discovered the skeleton of a woman who disappeared in 1958 still trapped in her car at the bottom of the lake more than 30 years later. And since then, people have reported sightings of a ghostly female figure on the lake's waters. There are even reports of malevolent catfish lurking on the bottom that's large enough to swallow a dog or even drown a diver. Yeah, I know a little bit about Lake Lanier, and I think one of the causes of boating accidents, so many boating accidents there, is it's a gigantic party lake, and it's really dangerous. People are just smashed out there running speedboats everywhere. New Mexico is the land of enchantment, and yeah, we're all still enchanted by the famous Roswell incident, but this urban legend is about a soldier based at Fort Union in New Mexico. According to the story, he fell for a flighty, gold-digging woman. She agreed to marry him, And when the soldier was sent out to fight the Apaches, she swore that if he died in battle, she would never marry another. Well, you can guess what happened. Her being a gold digger and all, at the woman's wedding reception, the soldier's ghost crashed the party. 
The guest in the band fell into a trance, while the ghost danced with the woman, sucking the life out of her in the process, never to be seen again. Colorado not only has the colorful Stanley Hotel, which was the basis for Stephen King's The Shining, it also has Riverdale Road, a.k.a. the Gates of Hell. Riverdale Road in Thornton is the alleged site of several manic instances, ranging from a ghostly runner attacking parked cars on Joggers Hill to various demons and even a phantom Camaro revving up and down the winding road. But the gates of hell seem to be the epicenter. The physical iron gates are now gone, but what remains is the partial shell of an old mansion where a madman supposedly burned his wife and children alive. A white-clad woman who wanders the area is joined by the ghosts of slaves supposedly hanged from the now-charred tree. Go ahead and run away when you see something creepy like an ethereal pack of dogs. You're probably just going to bump into something worse. Possibly hell. A portal to which some believe is here. That maybe explains why so many demons were conjured in a weird underground chicken coop near a set of underground tunnels. That place just sounds completely spooky. Creepy. And maybe Stephen King should have went there to get inspiration for his book instead of the Stanley Hotel. Well, I wonder if the Camaro was an inspiration for another book of Stephen King's. Are you referencing Christine? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a Camaro, but the story was... Kind of similar. Kind of similar, yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, that's your favorite Stephen King book, is it not? Yep. All sure right. it is. Yeah, we, we've read just about every Stephen King book there is in this household. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The ocean state of Rhode Island would, of course, need a little witch tale. And this one is of the Foster Witch. And it goes like this. The northern town of Foster is home to one of the state's most popular urban legends, Dolly Ellen Cole who was a natural healer and suspected witch living in the area during the 1800s. The townspeople set out against her and attempted to burn her alive through setting her house ablaze. But Dolly wasn't home. Sadly, though, her daughter was inside the home and perished in the fire. Dolly cursed the town and vowed revenge. Sightings of her ghost still appear throughout Foster. The show-me state of Missouri definitely has one that was seen. This legend goes that a couple checked into a hotel and throughout the night noticed a strange odor. They called the front desk to complain, only to find the source of the smell as something near or under the bed. Upon further examination, a dead body is found stuffed into the box spring. The couple had been sleeping over it all night. The spookiest part of this story is that it has actually happened in a few places, including Kansas City. The body of a man was found at the Capri Motel in 2003. Was there a bunch of mobsters there or something? I, I, I don't know, but that's pretty wild. And don't they even check the bed for bed bugs? Maybe in 2003, <laughs> bed bugs wasn't that big of a deal. But I know when you and I check into a hotel, you're like, scavenging through the hotel to make yes. sure there's nothing Roaches, in the room. Bugs, you even spiders, check the closets to snakes, make sure nobody's hiding Anything it. disgusting. Yeah, that's funny. All right. <laughs> the first state of Delaware has one that has appeared on several television shows. 
According to local legend, a pregnant woman named Maggie got in an automobile accident along a short bridge in Seaford, Delaware, and was decapitated and died. Her spirit still wanders the bridge, searching for the child that died with her. Some say you can conjure her spirit by stepping out of your car and yelling, Maggie, I have your baby! People also report seeing figures dancing around in the woods surrounding the bridge. I wonder why they're dancing. That's kind of morbid. It's kind of morbid, yeah. Did but they cause the accident? I don't know. Possibly they could have. Hmm. Huh. That's a thought. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. The gem state of Idaho has a few gems for urban legends, too. This one's known as the Massacre Rocks Water Babies and is about starvation and infanticide. So if you're squeamish, you may want to skip ahead. When famine hit the local area of Pocatello, mothers resorted to drowning their babies in the rivers instead of letting them starve to death. It is said that those babies turned into fish-like imps whose new mission was to trick or even murder people. I don't get these mothers. I don't either, and I think I'd this rather will go... kill myself than that. Yeah, I think this goes back to Native American legend too. Mm. That one's been around a long time. The Tar Heel State of North Carolina has the legend of the Bladenboro Monster, a panther-like bloodthirsty killer. In 1954, a string of mysterious, gruesome deaths began to hit animals in and around Bladenboro, North Carolina. Broken jaws, crushed heads, and even reports of blood completely drained from the bodies. Eyewitness accounts varied, but seemed to point to something vaguely feline in nature, but also larger and more powerful. The story made the national news, and there were multiple hunting parties that attempted to catch the beast. They never did. But, you know... The, event, the killings did eventually stop. Well, at least for now. The Sagebrush State of Nevada is home to Vegas, baby. And of course, Area 51. Area 51, an Air Force testing facility located approximately 110 miles from Las Vegas, had been a secret until 1990 when the U.S. government finally admitted that the base does in fact exist. Many people have reported seeing UFOs, little green men, and of course, those gray creatures with almond-shaped eyes we're all familiar with, known as the grays. It's been said that everything from time travel to genetic experiments and alien autopsies are commonplace at Area 51. Just read Bob Lazar's book. You'll be amazed. In the land of Lincoln, otherwise known as Illinois, is an elaborate marble statue of a woman in a wedding dress which is bound to stand out in a cemetery. The Italian bride is a local urban legend that has gained some notoriety. Upon closer inspection, there is an actual photo plaque on the gravesite of a woman in a casket, looking perfectly preserved, even though, as an inscription notes, the photo was taken six years after that's after her burial, when the body was exhumed. Reports of unusual activity cover everything from the smell of fresh flowers near the gravesite in the dead of winter to the ghostly figure of a woman in white roaming the cemetery in the dead of night. That is creepy. That one is pretty creepy, isn't it? 
six I wonder, years. I wonder after what season. happened that she's know. perfectly preserved, but, if it's real. But why did they exhume her in the beginning, in, in the first place? That's pretty mm. weird. Okay, yeah, anyhow, moving on. The Sunflower State of Kansas has a not-so-flowery tale with yet another gateway to hell. The tiny town of Stahl has counted very few residents since it was founded in 1856. The most famous, though, is rumored to be Lucifer himself, who some say appears at the town cemetery on Halloween and the spring equinox. They say he uses the site where a roofless church once stood as a portal to and from hell. Some say that he's drawn to the site of frequent witch hangings. Others believe one of the graves actually contains Satan's own child. Either way, new graves continue to be dug, despite signs warning against trespassers, perhaps referring directly to the Prince of Darkness himself, or the cults that are rumored to flock around the grounds. The Keystone State of Pennsylvania has one about a corrupt monk, imagine that. Folklore states that a greedy monk who worked at a mission in eastern Pennsylvania made a fortune from blackmailing wealthy people who confessed her sins to him. He grew increasingly forceful with the coercion until finally he was hanged for beating a frail elderly woman to death. The mission was not rid of the evil monk, though, not so easily. However, his body sprung to life and transformed into a monstrous ghoul before the crowd. He disappeared into the nearby forest and returned only to feast upon the remaining monks at his old mission. Soon, the other monks fled and left that building to crumble. There's a good ghoul story, huh? Yeah. The bluegrass state of Kentucky has many wild tales, but this one is by far the creepiest. In the county of Marion lies a small town called Pilot's Knob. In the 1900s, a woman and her six-year-old daughter were accused of witchcraft, but their trial was forgone. Instead, the townsfolk burned them both at the stake. They feared the repercussions of their judgment and took precautions to prevent the child from returning. The child lays in a steel-lined grave, but the dirt was replaced with concrete and gravel. They then put an interconnecting cross fence so that her spirit would be trapped within the borders. Today, the fence is wrought iron and has several spots that look to be pushed out from the inside by a powerful force. Small footprints can often be seen in the gravel as well. According to those who visited the site, the child witch can supposedly pull people down into her grave. Local residents seem fearful of this place. Well, I don't blame them. I'm fearful of that place, too. That's kind of crazy. I, I wonder why they only feared the child, though. I don't know. And in the 1900s, you know, they, wow, they were still burning people at the stake for witchcraft. Mm -hmm. That's pretty weird itself, too. What a legend. And only in Kentucky. <laughs> and last, but definitely not least, is the Pelican State of Louisiana. Yes, I intentionally saved this one for last, as it contains one of my favorite kind of stories, vampires. The Carter Brothers. Back in the early 1930s, a young woman escaped from the home of the Carter Brothers in New Orleans, 
with slash marks on her wrist. She told the police that the brothers were feeding off her blood. The cops, of course, stormed the French Quarter residence where they found more young women in similar states, their blood draining from their bodies. The brothers, now thought to be vampires, were captured and executed in a normal manner, not in a vampire manner. So it only seems fit that years later, they discovered that the crypts were empty, their bodies were gone. Do they still hunt the streets of the city alongside another famous New Orleans vampire legend, Comte de Saint-Germain, who is said to have been around since before Christ? Well, Deb, what do you think? Well, if any of these are not really urban legends and, in fact, exist, it's just creepy and scary. Yeah. I mean, true stories, well, we know at least one of them was true. Mm -hmm. You know, the poor girl that froze to death and came back to life, that's pretty amazing in its own. And, uh, you know, maybe it gives some hope to cryogenics. Who knows? (laughs) But... What about you folks? Do you have a favorite urban legend you would like to share? Do you have something you would like to add to this episode? Reach out and let us know. And with that, thanks for listening. And until next time, when we discuss another tale yet to be told. Thank you for listening. And remember to like and share the show. We would also appreciate a five-star rating wherever possible to help new listeners find the show. We welcome all questions or comments you may have about this or any other episode, and our contact information can be found in the show notes of this episode. You can also follow us at foreverparanormal.com, and if you'd like to support us, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash foreverparanormal. The links to these are also in the show notes of this episode. (laughs) 